Have you been dumped? I think at some point most of us have gotten dumped. We've gotten our heart broken. And today we're going to talk about what do you need to do when you've been dumped? So stay tuned to Wonderful Life. I'm Mary Dittman. For years, I struggled with being unhappy because I'm single and I don't want to be. But I've learned how to be happy while I'm single. If you're ready to find peace as a single woman, you're ready for a wonderful life. Hi, I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of College on Fleek and Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life is my way of describing how it feels when you've made peace with being single. I know some women are really happy being single and they don't want a relationship, but I've never been like that. And in fact, I've always wanted to be married and have a family, but I'm well over 40 and that hasn't worked out for me. And for a long time, I was very sad and unhappy because my definition of a full and complete life includes being a wife and a mother. But I figured I needed to learn how to make peace with being single because my singleness did not seem to be changing. And I've been able to learn how to be happy, not because I'm single, but happy while I'm single. And finding that peace and happiness, even when you're single and you don't wanna be, that's wonderful life. I think all of us have been dumped or had our heart broken at some point. I remember one of my greatest heartbreaks. I was dating a guy named David and we had only been seeing each other for a few months. He told me he loved me. He flew me to Ohio to meet his parents and things seemed like they were going well. And he invited me to come over one night. I was gonna go to his house and then we were gonna go have dinner and spend the weekend together. I, I had kind of had a little feeling like something was wrong for a couple of weeks, but I couldn't put my finger on it. But I just kind of felt like things weren't right. And so I got to his house and we sat down on the couch. He said he wanted to chat with me. And he says, I wanna know, how do you feel about me? And I said, I love you with all my heart. And he said, I feel the same way. And I thought, oh my God, like, he's gonna, I'm wrong. Like, it's not that something's been bothering him for two weeks, like, I think he's gonna propose. And he said, you know, so I feel the exact same way. I really love you. And that's why I need to go back and date my ex-wife for a while. I've been talking to her for about a month and I feel like I wanna give it another try with her. And they had been divorced for a couple of years. And I just cannot even tell you how awful that was. And then he said, and could you please not mention this to any of our friends? Because of course he would look like a complete douchebag and he didn't want people to know what he was doing. And I just felt, I felt partly like I'd been played out. Like, why would you sit me down and say, how do you feel about me? Why wouldn't you just start with, hey, Mary, things have been great, but this isn't working for me. Why did he make me like pour my heart out and then say, I feel the same way. And that's why I want to go be with my ex-wife. So, I mean, that was a really painful experience for me. And maybe you've had a, a situation that's been more painful 
or maybe not quite as painful. But either way, when you've been dumped, there are some things that you can do to really help yourself, and that's what we're gonna get into. Now, I'm gonna tell you that I handled being dumped in that situation in a way that is very different than how I would handle it today. In that situation with David, I was really heartbroken and I had a very hard time getting over it. And I ended up calling him at one point and that conversation didn't go that well. And then I ended up running into him about a month after that and crying and almost begging. And you know something? It did not make him realize that he loved me and it did not make him change his mind and he did not ever call me again. So sometimes as women, we feel like if we just are vulnerable and we pour our heart out, that the man will somehow connect with us. That's not a good idea because when I look back, I realize not only was I hurting, but I also really traded out my self-respect and my self-esteem in those moments. And I demonstrated that I didn't have confidence. Now today I would never handle the situation like that. So I'm hoping some of the things that I'm gonna share with you are gonna spare you because the only thing worse than having your heart broken is having your heart broken and losing your self-respect. So the first thing that you need to know is have realistic expectations. It's gonna hurt. You're gonna be sad. You're gonna cry. And you know what? Even if you really didn't like the guy all that much, or even if in your head you know it wasn't a good relationship, if your heart was involved, it's hurtful and it's painful and you've got to be okay with that and just say, you know, I'm going to cry and grieve for as long as it's going to take for me to get over this. Now, I don't know how long that's going to be. It could be a week. It could be two weeks. It could be a year. I have no idea. Everybody is different. But just have realistic expectations and be tender with yourself. Now, because you're hurting and you're sad, that's all the more reason why you need to do some of the things that I'm gonna to suggest to you because you're not gonna be making very good decisions because you're going to be coming from a place of hurt and pain. So one thing that you need to absolutely do is do not make your situation worse. Don't vent on social media. Now, luckily, when when David and I broke up. This was way before social media. I think MySpace, but you know, the cool people weren't on MySpace. Sorry, that's the truth. So I wasn't on social media venting or anything, but I did drive by his house and he caught me. Like I was driving by his house and I looked in the rearview mirror and he was behind me. I was so embarrassed. I mean, talk about trolling gone wrong. I was so embarrassed. And if you really have to drive by his house or something, at least have a girlfriend drive you or rent a car or don a disguise or something because it's so, I was so embarrassed and I felt like such an idiot. Don't ever vandalize anything of his for real. Don't key his car, don't slash his tires, don't break his windshield, don't do anything to his property or the person he's now dating, don't do that. And I wanna be clear, I've never done anything like that. Don't confront him in public. And again, I've never done that. Um, I have sometimes gone outside and if the gentleman follows me out, I might confront him in the parking lot. 
but I have never walked up to a man in front of his friends or anybody and confronted him about hurting me or anything like that. Now, I have been on dates with men and one of their exes comes up to the table and starts in. That is weird and uncomfortable. And she just looks crazy because even as a woman and you know that maybe he did something to really hurt her feelings, in that moment when she's at the table and she's just like going off on him, you can't help but think that she's a crazy psycho. Don't email or private message or tag or anything his new girl. I, again, I've never done this, but I had someone email me one time, this scathing email accusing me of sleeping with her ex-boyfriend, etc., etc. Now, I knew this guy. We were actually co-workers and we had had dinner one time. And I had not slept with him. I didn't know what she, I didn't know who she was or what she was talking about. Now, I forwarded her email to him, by the way. And the very next email I got from her was, "Oops, sorry, wrong person." And she had meant to send it to another colleague of ours who had been on a date with him. So, I mean, I forwarded her email and I was like, uh, hey bro, you need to get this under control. But I very easily could have posted that on social media. So be very careful about lashing out or acting out from this place of hurt and pain. You think it's gonna make you feel better. And sometimes your friends will say, you know, like, yes, you, you should say something. You need to speak your truth. You need to let him know how you know, where you are, you need to make him accountable for his actions. Don't do it. You're going to be creating another problem for yourself that you're gonna to have to go back and clean up. Next, maintain your dignity. Do not beg. Now, begging can take a lot of different forms. A few years ago, I had met a guy on an online dating site and we were seeing each other for a couple of months and it seemed like it was going really well. We weren't exclusive. He hadn't brought up exclusivity. And there was an evening where he said, well, I'll call you tonight after work. And he didn't call. And that was my first red flag because normally if he said he was gonna call, he would call. And I, that was a Monday night. So I didn't hear from him then. I didn't hear from him Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And honestly, at that point, I, my feelings were really hurt. And I figured, okay, well, he's just ghosted on me, like he's disappeared. And because I kept kind of obsessively checking my phone, like, did he text, did he call? I actually blocked his number so that I would stop jumping every time the phone pinged. Well, a few weeks later, I felt like, my bruises were healing and I unblocked his number. And then I got a text message from him saying, well, I haven't heard from you, so I guess you've moved on and I just wanted to say I really enjoyed getting to know you and if we ever run into each other, I hope you'll consider me a friend. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. And maybe I shouldn't have blocked him for that few weeks, but I ended up texting him back and saying, you know, I really don't understand this because I was so excited about you and I wanted to, really wanted to see where this could go with us. 
And so he called me. We spoke for maybe 30 minutes. And then he said, listen, I've got to run. I'll call you tonight. And I was like, you promise? Okay, so let me just tell you a couple of red flags here right off the bat. Number one, that text message that he sent was really blaming me. Hey, I haven't heard from you. The second thing, though, was when he said, I'll call you later. I, and I asked, do you promise? Like, that is something that today I would never do that. But he did call me later. And he, he said, well, I'd really love to see you this weekend. But the only day I'm free is Sunday. Okay, like side chick Sunday. And I'm just going to tell you from that point, I did see him several times and I did speak with him. But there was something not right. And I'm going to tell you what it was. He was seeing other people when we had then said we would be exclusive, but he was seeing other people. And then the last straw was he and I had plans for a Friday night. And I was like sitting and waiting to hear from him. And I started just blowing up his phone, texting and calling him and he wouldn't answer and he wouldn't return my text. And that was something we had talked about when we had gotten back together was, you know, I'm going to I'm going to let you know if something feels yucky to me. Like, hey, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? This doesn't feel right. So that's what I did per our agreement. But the truth is, he was just disappearing again and it was a game. Now, I would have spared myself all of this if when he disappeared for that six days with no explanation, because ladies, let me tell you, if a man is interested in you, he does not go off the grid for six days. And if he's going to be off the grid for six days, he'll tell you. My brother told me that when one time he was on an international trip and he wasn't sure he'd be able to communicate with the woman who's now his wife. They were dating at the time. And he told her, he said, I'm going to be in Japan for two weeks and I'm going to do my best to email you or call you while I'm there. But if I can't, it doesn't mean anything. Like, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to be thinking about you. If you don't hear from me for two weeks, please don't. That doesn't mean anything. And then, of course, he did find ways to contact her while he was there. So if a guy really likes you, he won't go six days after you've been dating for a couple of months. He's not going to go six days and completely disappear on you. So when that happened, that's when my heart got hurt and I should have let it go by re-engaging a conversation with him I was creating a bigger problem for myself and that was like a form of begging. And by saying to him, well, I was really hoping something would work out between us. All he was really doing was texting and trying to say like, oh, I haven't heard from you, but I hope you're gonna be nice to me if I see you in public. But I read into it as he's still interested in me. Do you see all the drama that I created for myself and, and, and yet even more hurt feelings and more confusion I could have totally avoided all that by just using the policy that I use now, which is I don't waste time and energy on men who have already rejected me. So when he went six days and I didn't hear from him, that should have been it. There should have been no more communication from me to him. And that is something I would encourage you to do is don't go back and try to reconnect. It's not going to work out. Now, I do have some more suggestions on 
what to do when you've been dumped, but we're running out of time tonight. So join us next week when we're going to finish our discussion on what to do when you've been dumped. Also, I did write a blog on this, so if you'd like to read more, you can go to wonderfullife.com and check out the blog. And as always, you can post in the comments or connect with us at wonderfullife.com. And join us next week when we'll do part two of what to do when you've been dumped.